Welcome to the long and short of the week ahead, a production of Horizon SLJ Capital that takes a look at the macroeconomic themes of the week ahead and has been recorded for professional investors. My name is Matt Jones, Head of Distribution for Horizon SLJ Capital, and I'm joined today by Neil Staines, Senior Portfolio Manager. Welcome back, Neil. Great to have you here with us once again. Thanks very much, Matt. It's great to be here. So next week, we have uh, a full complement, really, of, uh, of, of data um, and a continuation, really, I suppose, of divergent fortunes across regions. Um, so what in particular are you going to be looking at? Absolutely. That's right. You know, uh, the big data focus next week is going to come from Wednesday's US CPI print, uh, where analysts are expecting a further rise in the headline to 8.8% year on year and a further dip. Uh, in the core measure uh, to 5.8%, the third consecutive decline in the core inflation print in the US. Now, uh, we will see uh, what the data brings, uh, but I'm still yet to be convinced that this is anything but uh, a noisy process of topping out in US inflation. Uh, What is perhaps more important is the underlying inflation dynamic and how this ties in with the involving economic narrative, uh, or more specifically, uh, market fears of recession. Uh, you know, market pricing through uh, US curve inversion, through equity valuations, and through recent uh, commodity price declines are all indicative uh, of recent uh, of rising recession fears. Uh, at the back end of this week, uh, we heard from two uh, of the more hawkish uh, Fed members in Waller and Bullard, now both reiterating their calls for a 75 basis point hike at the July meeting, uh, that's on the 27th, Uh, and stating that recession fears are overblown uh, and that there is a good chance uh, of a soft landing in the US, uh, respectively. Now, this is much more in keeping uh, with our US economic growth expectations or positive view of aggregate demand and uh, economic progress um, uh, and also uh, of US assets. Uh, Still supported by strong private balance sheets, that's households and corporate, uh, strong labour markets and decent wage gains, uh, low corporate leverage uh, and modest short-term refinancing needs. Um, you know, especially against a backdrop of U.S. break-evens that suggest uh, that the Fed reaction function uh, is re-anchoring uh, inflation expectations if they were ever de-anchored in the first place. But overall, uh, much more positive uh, than central expectations of the U.S. Next week, we also get the June data suite from China. Uh, well, the Q2 GDP data will almost certainly show a zero COVID policy induced negative print. Uh, the reopening momentum in the economy uh, means we likely see strong gains uh, in industrial production and retail sales. Now, policy support uh, is also very likely uh, to aid a more resilient economic growth for China in the second half of this year, uh, caveating, of course, uh, in the absence uh, of a new COVID wave. Um, but government stimulus uh, while still supporting, uh, so still supportive uh, of property and infrastructure, uh, is likely to be increasingly focused on consumption going forward. Uh, but the underlying potential still likely remains at odds uh, with recent more recessionary correlated price action uh, in industrial metals. Uh, we retain a positive view uh, on China into the second half. And finally, um, uh, you know, as markets continue to price a high risk of recession uh, in the US and China, uh, we maintain a much more positive or um, constructive view relative uh, to the outlook of the markets. However, in Europe, these roles are likely 
reversed. Uh, over the past two weeks uh, since we last spoke, the most significant development or threat to growth has come from uh, not inflation, uh, nor the timing of financial conditions arriving uh, from the central bank reaction functions to inflation, uh, but from the deepening energy crisis in Europe. Uh, with gas flows uh, through Nord Stream 1 at just 40%, uh, having fallen sharply over the last couple of weeks, uh, energy costs have started to rise again. Uh, and some parts of Germany uh, have report reportedly uh, begun quasi-rationing of energy. Uh, therefore, at the same time, Eurozone nations are facing a broad real income squeeze, uh, a rising fiscal burden, um, and that's uh, made worse uh, by uh, the um, nationalisation uh, of energy companies across the board. Um, uh, rising borrowing costs and also rising energy costs. Uh, the situation uh, really is a, a struggle across Europe at the moment. Uh, while we are more positive uh, than the consensus in the US, uh, in the near term, we hold the opposite view uh, in Europe. Um, uh, that is in terms of economic growth, at least. Uh, this week, uh, we will therefore be very attentive to uh, further energy developments, fiscal announcements, uh, and also any key um, hints uh, from ECB commentary that shed doubt uh, on a projected ECB rate path uh, that, uh, against this backdrop, looks increasingly very steep indeed. Thank you, Neil. Plenty for us to be focusing on in the week ahead. In the meantime, uh, we have the weekend. Um, the weather looks good, and I think we've got a full roster. So uh, what are you going to be watching out for? Absolutely. It's going to be a struggle again. Do we stay indoors or go outside? Um, it's Wimbledon finals weekend. Uh, so, uh, you know, with uh, Nadal withdrawing through injury, Britain's Cameron Norrie may not get a better chance uh, to win Wimbledon. Uh, just a small task of beating top seed Novak Djokovic uh, to get there. Um, uh, the uh, Euro 22s continue uh, with France versus Italy, the game of the weekend on Sunday, and the Lioness is back in action on Monday uh, against Norway. Uh, Formula One heads to Austria. Uh, Hamilton, buoyed uh, by a podium finish at Silverstone last week, uh, will be looking for further improvements uh, in Austria. Uh, but for me, it's probably all about the golf and the Scottish Open, the precursor to the 150th Open at St Andrews, uh, which I'm very excited about indeed. Absolutely. A historic tournament indeed. Well, Neil, thank you once again for joining us and for outlining your thoughts on the week ahead. Um, we look forward to catching up with you again next week. Thanks very much, Matt. Appreciate it. Information, data and views were accurate as at the time of recording. The views expressed by presenters are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Horizon SRJ Capital, Horizon Capital or the Intesa San Paolo Group. The information and opinions contained in this recording are for information purposes only and do not purport to be full or complete. The recording is directed at professional investors only and is not intended for and should not be relied upon by other investors. Information in this recording does not constitute an offer to buy, sell or the solicitation of any offer to buy or sell securities and or any derivatives.